Hi, this is John Dupre. You're listening to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute. Dueling Genre Hi everybody, welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we are talking about the 1991 live-action Turtles sequel, The Secret of the Ooze, one... Wait a minute! Minute at a time. You'll get that by the end of this minute. Especially if you go back and watch the minute yourself, because there's something kind of hilarious. But anyway. One wait a minute at a time? <laughs> one wait a minute at a time, yeah. One like wait it. a minute, minute at a time? One made a, a minute, a record record? A minute, record record? Make a record of that? <laughs> record. Off the record. Um, anyway, I am Scott Tofty. With me again, our amphibious panel of... Uh, I got nothing. It's these guys. Chris. <laughs> hey. And Rachel. Hello. And Adam. Hi. And our very extra special guest from the Turtle Power podcast, ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Hurley. How ironic. How ironic. Isn't it ironic, don't you think? <laughs> Tatsu just stands in the background and he's like, it's like Ryan! That's, that's Shredder's impressive. like, no, that's don't impressive do it. Because when this movie came out, that song hadn't been written yet. Yeah, well, um, where did you think Alanis Morissette got the idea from? Yeah, I guess. It would be great if it then cut to a, like a car on the road with four different versions of Shredder inside. <laughs> <laughs> I have right. to go back. Is is Alanis actually dressed as each of the four turtles in the car? Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh my god. Wait a minute. Is she? I don't oh remember. My god. Now I have to check out the ironic music video. And what are the color schemes that Alanis Morissette? She's got a red hat. <laughs> oh no. I this took a derailed <laughs> left turn. Uh, I am now YouTubing through an Alanis Morissette music video to I check out I'd... a possible conspiracy. Uh, what I have, have we this come on to? iTunes. Of course I do. This is hysterical. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah, red hat, yellow sweater. Okay. And one of them. Yep, that's the one driving. Red hat is driving, right? There's also a green sweater. Okay. Yeah, red hat is driving. Okay. All right. And then there's red sweater. Red. There's okay. Yellow, red, and is there a pink? Okay, uh, so they're not Ninja Turtle colors. No. You weirdos. I mean, that it's can kind see of color. Ki- <laughs> Sorry, Chris. <laughs> Chris, just go hang out in the corner for a minute. We'll call you when we're ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was a bust. I'm sorry. I was hoping that would like reveal some deeper Ninja Turtles conspiracy Illuminati style. But I think this is a conversation you. worth continuing in the Facebook group. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Make sure you go check out the TMNT Minute listener Facebook group, and we'll uh, we'll get stupid in there with you. Anyway, <laughs> this minute starts with the Shredder looking down on the turtles, and this minute ends. With, uh, you know, Leonardo beginning the ritual of the ancient pre-fight donut. Yep. Yeah. So let's let's talk about this here. Shredder, once again, not really walking, just kind of like stumbles into frame with his spurs and then stands still for the next several minutes. Um, I, I swear to God, he must have torn all of his ACLs in that yep. trash compactor. Mm-hmm. Must have broken every bone in his body. Yeah, he's uh, under that purple whatever. It it's just a body cast. Yes. <laughs> Do you think Tatsu has to like help him dress and undress every day? Yeah. The entire Foot Clan has signed it. <laughs> <laughs> Tatsu wrote a special love note on his on the back. 
that no <laughs> that one can see. see. Yeah. Get, get well soon, Sancho. <laughs> uh, Shredder-coon! I can't tell. Is Shredder wearing makeup? Probably eyeliner. Uh, has he got he, some some guy liner on there? He might, he's definitely got like fake scars on his face. But I wouldn't be surprised if they gave him like eyeliner because his face is always in such shadow. Like you Gotta have to up pop. the contrast, right? So I mean, probably we should have asked uh, uh, Francois Chow about the makeup. That was a great interview, too, by the way. Oh, thank you. Wait, did you say a weird interview or a great? No, interview? great. Was- oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had a lot of fun. He was super cool, and uh, it was you know there. I hate to say it, but. I need to go back and listen to some of them because at this point they're kind of all blurring together for me. Yeah. <laughs> and like I spent so much time editing and like doing bits and pieces of them that I like you'd think I would have them memorized, but sequentially I have no idea what order anything happened in that I can't remember the stories they tell. So thank <laughs> God we recorded them. Um as another weird aside, what about the the font of the TGRI on the uh ooze canister? Okay, so if I'm not mistaken, I believe that the font is the same font used in the comic books for TCRI originally. So mm. I don't like the font, but if I'm correct on that, then I appreciate it. Mm. I'd it, have to pull out. Hang on, let me turn around. It sure does kind of look like someone uh, just took strips of electrical tape and just made letters. Yeah. It does, yeah. Graphic design is not their passion. It it does look like uh, electrical tape. Yeah. And there's no, like, the ooze isn't moving around in there. I think that's just painted on as well. Yeah. Or, or, it's, or it's solidified. Or full. <laughs> You're like completely, completely, that's completely, completely full. It's not actually. Yeah, yeah. There's just like no bubbles. It's like when you leave latex paint in a container and then you're just left with a brick of latex. Oh, wait. No, didn't they just have one canister and they used it all? Oh, wait, no, no, they didn't use it all, right? Used a portion of it because they need a certain amount to to turn Shredder into a professional wrestler. So there should be a bubble in here. <laughs> yeah, there should be a bubble. My goodness. Where's the bubble? I was curious about that, too, about like why they it wasn't more empty. Hmm. The, uh, like the, the uh, script. Movie's dead to me now. Whatever that role is where somebody's <laughs> supposed to pay attention to, like, you know, the continuity of things like who's eating like a, and what time. Like what a ti- quality control? Person? No, not quality control. It's like the... the um, script supervisor. Script supervisor, right. Script yeah. supervisor didn't exist or something. I don't know. They, they You're probably right. They probably, <laughs> they probably didn't have that. I mean, as far as, uh, you know, how fast they were going and the budget that they had and everything, they they probably went in, in real real cheap with this one. Or they had a script supervisor that they just never listened to. <laughs> I wonder how often that happens where the script supervisor is like, no, no, this isn't right. You can't do it. And then somebody's just like, shut up. Like she has that moment that April had in the beginning where she just throws all her papers up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I was wrong. That is not the font of uh of the TCR bu- TCRI building in the comics so my official reaction is I don't like it. <laughs> it's official. I Not endorsed to... by Team and Team Minute. Yes. I want to point something out. So we have all of these ninjas all around in the background and there's a little bit of body positivity going on in here. There's like <laughs> there's there's ninjas of all shapes and sizes. Yeah. <laughs> 
Some of them got some uh, serious thunder thighs. Yeah, it, it made me look at this and go, you know what? I I could be a ninja. I too could be. So maybe Chief Starnes really is the aha ninja. Ah, uh, no. Oh man. Yeah. Well, look. When casting for a bunch of pajama-clad background actors in a 1991 shot on film. Uh, not high res kind of movie. You, I think you take what you can get, especially when it's called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, um, and your budget is less. I think. I think it was less than what they had for the first one. I think they cut their budget for this Which one. Is big so time. weird. Mm. Maybe how, not less, how much but money it made. Yeah, maybe not as much as it should have been. Maybe that's something we should dig into and discuss later. Yeah, I mean, we could probably look that up. And I almost think that someone we interviewed told us about that, that it was... Uh, I mean, Kevin Eastman definitely said there were budgetary restrictions as to huh. why they couldn't do the outer space stuff. Doesn't make sense. Well, they wanted to do. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to look it up right now to see if I can find how much money the film was uh, budgeted. So... Uh, f- Produced okay, so do the math. This is generally okay, produced for a budget of twenty-five million dollars. Okay, so it was higher than the budget of the first one. The first yeah. one was thirteen point five. Yeah, which is so ludicrous because I mean, it and it made so much money. There's no way that the second one would be have its budget cut. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, however, I am curious. What was the budget of Turtles? Three. Yeah. Uh. Looking through the Wikipedia. Did it get to go up to $50 million and be one of the most expensive independent movies ever made? I would I would somehow doubt it. Uh, budget, okay, $21 million. They cut it a little bit for the third one. Hmm, interesting. Which, also interesting because that one is arguably, I think, the most ambitious of the films. Um, But again, we also know that the suit company did it for half the price that Henson was doing it. So. They were able to save some money and then also put a lot of money into samurai armor, location shots. Yeah. And horses. So, and horses. horses. Horses make everything expensive. So anyway, I have another question. Uh, first off, how were Toka and Razar so quiet in their cage over there? <laughs> no yeah, because when they, were in the, when they were in the wagon earlier, they couldn't stop making noise. Right, they were literally shaking it just to make noise. And now they're just like super silent. Well, you know what? They did the same thing in the junkyard. Shredder kept them in like the little garage there, super yeah. quiet until it was their time to... They're playing some sort of a game or they had candy or something. <laughs> Maybe Shredder uh, promised them uh, ice cream if they were really quiet. <laughs> we are going to play the quiet game. <laughs> <laughs> or he gave them some fidget spinners. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Or some Barbies to play with. Whatever. <laughs> I could see that. I think Toka's into Barbies. Yeah, he likes the way the hair feels. Yeah. Again, very tactile. They have a coloring book and one crayon. Oh. <laughs> Here, just color this whole thing black. Just no. leave us alone. <laughs> Sad. Um, so the music in this scene. We got to talk about the music. Yeah. Ryan, why don't you talk about the music? Uh, it's it's um <clears throat> really good. So, it's like music noises, and it's like yeah, wow. Well, does it does it get you in the mood for Thunderdoming? Oh, it's it's like totally like I'm like wow, I'm like totally in in the mood for like um, Thunderdome. <laughs> no, does it make you feel violent? 
I uh no, it does not make me feel violent. Violence is what, bad. What is it? What does it make you feel? Um. Okay, so so to be kind of real here, uh, it it. I don't know. It, it, so I mean, this is, I guess, because you guys talked about it earlier, in, you know, in some earlier episodes about this film is, you know, this uh, this film doesn't have as many of those um, really notable um, music cues like the first one did, right? So, but this is definitely one of those moments where you like, if you hear this little piece of music any other time, you know, separated from the movie, it kind of brings you right back. To, to this moment so I would agree yeah it's fun it's this it starts off with this sort of a junk 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 and then he gets into this French horn fanfare it's all moving in like open parallel intervals uh very very chant like uh but it's it's this really great little orchestral energetic piece of music and you only get like a little bit of it here because it almost immediately stops when when they're like wait and Leonardo does flaily hands and uh and stops everything from going on but it's this you know it it forebodes danger which i think is exactly what the intent was john dupre once again knocking it out of the park it reminds me of that star trek music cue uh the <laughs> da, 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 i'm sorry You're, that's from cable guy i don't that's know what you're good. talking about <laughs> no that is that's no that's that's actually the, the, i know that that um what is the name of that episode where where spock has the ponfar well i don't is, remember uh, but, is it but, when spock has ponfar they have to fight each other like that's that's what it sounds like like in cable guy he's doing his best impression of that song they also use it in um, it's accurate in Futurama, yeah. where Fry has to battle to the death with uh, with Doctor Zoidberg, and they're like, "We're going to play our planet's national anthem." Bum, 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 bum. I love that joke. It also sounds a little bit like, um, oh man, is it the the second time around shop fight, or is it the the street fight at the end of the movie just the, just the 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 first part of this the dun 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 sounds sounds like that music cue god i can't remember which one it is it's the second time around shop that one yep yep second time you're right it's been a while adam thank you i was i thought i had abandoned it i haven't i was watching toy story 4 last night and there's an antique shop in there called the second chance antique shop and I was like, oh, Adam, so close. <laughs> I thought about you. Uh, My brain immediately went to it. For some uh, some quick enjoyment, just uh, check out like seconds 14 to like 18. Just go back and forth and just watch all of the uh, extra ninja extras. <laughs> just trying to look scary. Just waving their rubber sticks around. Yeah, it's just this shot of a wall of foot soldiers. And they're just like pumping their sticks in the air. Uh, again, very much like the background from like a Mortal Kombat style game. Yeah, go back and forth. Don't <laughs> don't think too much about it. Uh, I want a gif of that. I need to get a gif maker. Oh uh, yes, yeah. That should be our business extension: is just selling Ninja Turtle gifs. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that needs a meme though. Like I don't know. We'll don't figure know. it I out. We'll of, figure I think, it out. Can't think of one. I think mm. if you put the gif out there, people will meme it. Right. <laughs> if you give Leave it, that they'll up. come. If you give <laughs> Thank you, if Chris. If you give it, they'll meme it. <laughs> um, oh, my God. The foot soldiers are so silly. 
Uh, all right. So as we're rolling through this minute, Toka and Razor come out, and the turtles are all scared. They're backing up. They're backing up, and then all of a sudden they realize what they're there to oh, do. We and gotta do a thing. The Michelangelo, plan. The plan. Michelangelo actually pushes Leonardo into the leadership <laughs> position. Like he has I to remind him. You do it. <laughs> and uh, Leo runs up. He's like, "Wait!" And then this is probably in my mind the number one most memorable line from this film. <laughs> the uh, traditional uh, pre-fight donut. <laughs> really? I think this is the one that I like. I I think I use this one a lot. Like, well, okay, maybe like as a joke, as a bit, well, not in conversation, but like, yeah, like on the playground, you'd be like, "Oh, let's have the traditional pre-fight donut." Yeah, I yeah, just don't think there's not a lot of lines in this movie that I like that like no stick way, in my brain. There's no way you've said that more than they're babies. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, man, I think they're babies was not as much in my lexicon until I started doing this show for this season. <laughs> right. I think now right. it's much more so. But growing up, this is the line that when I and think of Turtles 2... now are having babies. And, like, uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah, if I were to free associate, this is... The, uh, someone says, all right, Ninja Turtles 2, what line? I'd probably go traditional pre-fight donut. Hmm. <laughs> I would think. Let, let's, let's, let's get into this for a second. Okay, go for it. <sighs> you all talked a lot about like all of the, uh, the quotable moments of the first movie and... Uh, and there certainly are quite a few, but uh, I think that this film has more than you would think. Um, you, you guys, I know you guys talked earlier about uh, the napkins. You know what for? Yeah, <laughs> I use that one. I can't. Anytime anyone says, "Do you want a napkin?" I don't even mean to say it; just comes out. What for? <laughs> And then we're about to get to another one. You know, the you know which. Which one's Which the ones? ugly one? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's another like classic too. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that this one, it, I, I would say there's probably not as many, but there's there's more than you would think off the top of your head. I'm I I, I agree with you. I think there are a lot, and I think Ariel uh, had a lot of the same points that you're making. That this movie has a lot of those musical sort of quotable lines. However, I think me personally, I can't speak for my other co-hosts, but I I think that I just the first movie resonates with me so much more. That's why I remember the lines a lot better. Um, and I think they're more, maybe they're more meaningful to the story when they happen. Mm. I don't know. They're, they're more just kind of thrown out there with this one. They're, they're not attached to individual moments as much as they're just kind of just, yeah, it but, might, but I feel it, like that makes them almost more quotable because you can use them in less specific situations. Possibly. I think I'm just emotionally attached to the first one a lot more. I have a bias, and I'm willing to admit it. That's fair. Mm. <laughs> That's good. I, I, I think it's the situations, though, that make you think to use them. Probably. <laughs> like the I napkins. Think, yeah. yeah. Again, I can't control myself. <laughs> yeah, like like I was talking, I was talking yesterday about uh, thanks. I might never have the hiccups again. Like I, that just comes out sometimes. Mm. See, yeah, and I'm actually ashamed of myself because so I work at Kennedy Space Center, and no big deal. <laughs> it's really cool. We do space stuff. Yay, space stuff. 
yesterday for some reason was donut day. Like three people brought in like two dozen donuts each, and I'm really ashamed that I did not utilize this uh, this this part here. The- Something mm. tells me there's Time probably the a lot of people pre-launch donut. Oh God. There's probably a lot of people at Kennedy Space Center that would appreciate it if you were to drop a Ninja Turtles line. Oh yeah. Oh no. There's there's a lot of nerds out there. I was gonna say I don't. I'm not. That, I'm not saying there's a whole bunch of nerds there, but it's it's possible. Have we sent turtles to space? Uh, that's a good. We're not allowed to talk about it, Chris. Mm. It's classified. I'll look into it. I'll let you know. <laughs> um. So this pre-fight donut thing. This, if you pull it out of context. And just sort of isolate what is actually happening here. The turtles are about to be murdered, right? <laughs> and they know it. They know that they're no match for these creatures. So what's their solution? Poison. We're going to give them pastry snacks. We're going to poison them. We're. This is just so bizarre. Like, your strategy is to feed them. Uh, I feel like, though, if, if it was me, I would fall for this trap. I would. <laughs> I, I, well, I, I have such a weird relationship with donuts. Like, there's few things in this world that I just literally can't control myself with, and one of them is donuts. <laughs> donuts what are the are, others? Donuts are pretty... It's hard to resist donuts. Like, I I literally don't know how many donuts I can eat. Yeah. Donuts like, are I, the devil's baked good. I stop eating because I have to. Like, not because I ever want to. It's like, you know what? I've had 12. I should probably stop. With My me, God. it's pasta. I can eat an obscene <laughs> amount of pasta. And just, I just want more. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like oh, Homer man. in Hell when they just keep feeding him donuts. It's like more, more. Yeah, donuts are donuts are great. Like I, I distinctly remember um, a wrestling meet in high school where a friend of mine and I, you know, we both had to cut like a ton of weight. I don't remember how much we cut, but we, we you know, we're like in the lead up to the meet, like it was, a, it was a home match. Um, um, you know, we were running, spitting, like wearing, wearing, wearing uh, plastic, just being idiots and and dropping a lot of water weight. As soon as we weighed in, we went and ran to Safeway, like across the street, and we bought fried chicken and donuts. And that oh. was just, that was so good. <laughs> How did your opponent feel when you vomited all over them? Oh, I kicked his ass. It was great. <laughs> I knew a kid in high school who donated blood the day of a match so he could make weight. Oh, no. <laughs> he did That's not brilliant. Win that That's bad. Br- yeah, generally, generally, like hard weight cuts, like I didn't do well. Um, like the, the the where he had to do the weigh in like right before the 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 meet like that that sucked and usually like the weight cut just made me so tired like it was not it's not worth it like I my better days were typically when I I was just like I'm not making that weight cut uh, you know put me in at a higher weight class and I did better because I wasn't so damn tired let that be a lesson to the kids out there their oh, traditional yeah. pre fight donut is the healthy option <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I got lucky on that one. I was I was tired and weak, but fortunately my opponent was like six inches taller at like 125 pounds, so he was a noodle. Good Lord. Uh, so we've talked about yesterday how there wasn't sort of a lot of Leonardo leadership minutes, and this this minute that the back half of this minute is pretty much all Leonardo as he's as he's talking to Toka and Rezar. reluctantly uh, <laughs> taking the lead. Yeah, forced into the leadership position, but it's nice to see him sort of. You know, get a get a shot here. He's able um, to command the room. Yeah, and I like this shot of Leonardo when he's talking. You know, the close up as Raphael and Mikey are looking from behind him. Um, you can't see his neck seam. 
you know, the puppet's working really well. There, you can't see anyone's face inside the mouth. Like it's just the shot worked out nicely, um, and the puppet looks pretty good. Yeah, for th- this is one of those moments where the uh, the Leo puppet looks great. Yeah, in all that blue light bathed on this set. And it's like his his eyebrow sculpt finally fits this situation. Yeah. Like, he looks really angry and, like, really serious, but, like, he's not saying something like, but what are you going to do next to the to the professor? Like, it's yeah. actually kind of warranted. He's advancing the plot. I think the Leonardo sculpt looks the most like one of the cartoon turtles. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just round and puffy and cuddly enough. That doesn't have a weird overbite or, like, puffy <laughs> cheeks like Raph. Michelangelo is the other one, I think, that passes Yeah, Michelangelo really well. is the closest yeah. to the cartoon. Yeah. Leo just looks like you want to, like, I want to hug him. He just looks cute. He looks like he <laughs> needs a hug. <laughs> he's under so much stress. I'm like, what? <sighs> I really like this beat where um, Leo says the traditional pre-fight donut, and then it cuts to Tatsu and Shredder yes. looking at each other. Like, what is he talking about? Okay, we have to talk about this. Yeah, are they are they looking at each other like? Oh, that's true. Yeah, no, of course, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't they don't want to sound like they forgot some great ninja lore, so they're like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. right. That's right. Yeah, guys. I almost wish Tatsu just gave him a tiny little nod. <laughs> I will allow it. Like, oh yeah, no, it's like it's donut. like that thing you do when your friends are talking about something and you have no idea, but you don't want to admit that you don't know, and you're just like, uh huh, yeah. Like when oh, Chris yeah. talks about Game of Thrones. <laughs> I'm just like, uh huh, sure, dragons, yeah, mm-hmm, sure. You can't tell it's right out of frame, but but uh, Tatsu's giving him a little elbow nudge. Like, ugh. Yeah, he remembered. (laughs) (laughs) How could we have forgotten? Um, Yeah, so I love that. What is going through their mind there? Did it not once to either of them think, this seems fishy? Wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) We don't remember this from ninja school. Are they so, um, uh, I don't know, confident that they're just like, let's just let this play out and yeah let's just see where this goes just see where this goes <laughs> this, is, this is kind of a bugs bunny thing though right where he will convince someone of something and they go right. along with it yeah it, absolutely like he absolutely. tricks them into yes anding him yeah like the wolf <laughs> from little red riding yeah, hood and we come he back got, to that <laughs> he comes I, to do that little dance <laughs> honestly that might be one of my favorite comedic beats of all time yeah like it's so good yeah I've been in a trash compactor for a long time. Is this what we do now? (laughs) (laughs) This is Um, why I wanted these moments. These minutes. This is why. (laughs) The best (laughs) part about this minute, Ryan, I think, is what you hear in the background. Every single foot soldier at the same time in the same inflection going, Pre-fight donut. (laughs) You guys remember, I think it was a pace... Picante yeah. sauce commercial where New they just York go. City. New York City. <laughs> New York City. This would have been right around that same time, right? I think it was. I'd have yeah. to look it up. I'm not going to, but I think it's got to be close. It might have been a little later than this. But that inflection, the New York City, in the last week alone, I think I've used it three times. Anytime, anytime someone says, anything remotely on that pitch like i was out <laughs> shopping with someone the other day and i think they said like i was like what do we need and they're like i but we need like tomatoes and lettuce and i was like new york city like <laughs> that that line from that commercial is so quotable and How often this do people reaction do that in new york city 
<laughs> I do it all the time. I don't know about everybody else. But that pitch and the foot soldiers going pre-fight donut to me is just it's the same thing it's like the same everything i think it was the same people in the pace picante commercial that are in the foot soldier sound booth at whatever studio they did this adr at our friend brendan loves that that new york city oh yeah it's hysterical but he does but, the same thing. Like anytime someone has like or, or goes like, "Wait, what?" He goes, "New York City." <laughs> exactly. Um, and I think what I need to do is I'm going to pull the clip from the last four seconds here, and I'm going to put it in the episode because there's also a lot of once again individual reactions from foot soldiers that you can hear. Huh? What? And then one of them, right at the tail end of the minute, goes. Wait a minute. <laughs> it's it's almost like we've done we've been fighting all this time and not once have we ever gotten donuts. Yeah, there's that one ninja who, who's like, "Where's my donut?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. That's good. I've donuts. had menthol and regular cigarettes, but I was never offered donuts. Oh man, that would have been so much better. <laughs> I th- I thought it was. Wait a minute. I I just figured it out. This is all a, a big scam. But no, I think you're right. It's wait a minute. Where's my donut? We've <laughs> <laughs> been missing this the whole time. It's like the one guy in all the the chicken boo cartoons. That guy's a giant chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I just like. Who in the sound booth was like, no, 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 you need to be more angry about it. <laughs> and who cast, like, Joe the construction worker as a foot soldier? Wait a minute! <laughs> like, dude doesn't sound like a teenager, doesn't sound of Japanese descent, just sounds like, he sounds like Scruffy from uh, uh, Futurama. Uh, oh, gosh. Oh, God, that made me think of, like, Foot Ninja's cat calling. Oh. Oh. No. <laughs> oh god I'd like you to deliver a message Sweet lips Ah oh, no no God what if all the foot soldiers were just like In addition to being evil And like bad guys Were also just like terribly Outwardly sexist to April the whole time <laughs> no, I, I mean just, that would make sense There are a bunch of you know teenagers uh, Engaged in some some pretty serious Toxic masculinity Oh man I'm gonna be such a badass ninja I'm gonna throw like knives at people It's gonna be so awesome I'm gonna kill so many people Yeah and then they cat call someone <laughs> To uh, to totally derail ourselves uh, Here before <laughs> uh, We already did That's that. what we do here Yeah. Uh, so I, I've gone back and watched Where the music kicks in right it's right yeah. where Toka and Raza are coming in. And I'm looking at Toka and Raza, and I'm like, hmm, they're kind of like a tag team. Wait a second. <laughs> is this their music? Like, if they were a tag team, this is actually their, this is, this is their entrance music coming this to the their, ring? Yeah, this is their ring entry music. The glass breaks. Yeah, because they, they break through <laughs> the gate there. So Toka and Razor have to fight one 1990s tag team to win the championship at WrestleMania 7. Who's it going to be? Hmm. Either either Demolition or the Road Warriors. Maybe, maybe. Well, Demolition, you got the spikes thing going there with, with uh, Toka. Oh, oh, yeah. even better question. They're on a Survivor Series team. Who are their three other partners at the Survivor Series in the 10-man tag? Ooh. Hmm. Mm. 
I'd say throw Demolition in there. And then you got like one more big bad. Maybe maybe the Berserker? Uh, Roddy Piper. Well, okay. I don't know who I'd be more afraid of. Hot Rod, Rowdy, Roddy Piper, or Toka and Razor. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm not sure which one is more out of control. Yeah. Pretty sure Roddy Piper killed a guy. <laughs> what? That's an unsubstantiated <laughs> rumor. Never mind. Maybe Ultimate Warrior after he did a mountain of cocaine. Yeah, but the yeah. Ultimate Warrior was always a good guy, so yeah, that's kind of tough. True. Were the uh, natural disasters around at that point? Uh, They might have been right around this time. I mean, Earthquake definitely was. I think Earthquake, did he have a match at WrestleMania 7? There's no way that... Uh, Toka and Raz are, are facing like the Heart Foundation or something. They 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 need some other big guys to work with. They're just gonna bounce around in the ring. I mean, well, they would go up against like the Heart Foundation, Davy Boy Smith. Uh, I mean, let's throw Tito Santana on the team just for good measure. And uh, let's see. I don't know. Anyway, Chris, are you checked out yet? Huh? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was thinking right. about ponies. <laughs> ponies. Fluttershy is my favorite. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Mm. I was thinking gonna... actual ponies, not cartoon ponies. But... Oh, little Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. I'm well versed I... in, uh, in the wrestling lingo since uh, I'm right down the uh, street from the uh, performance center here in Orlando. So. Oh, oh, nice. nice. Mm. Very cool. Please throw as many refer- uh, wrestling references. As- There's a lot of wrestling in Ninja Turtle crossover. I feel like... It's I've been I've been trying to get a a show together with with Zach Ryder. I know I know you've been reaching out to him too, and uh, and he literally lives a mile away from me. I mean he's right down the street. I <laughs> walked in, so I went to a shop in Queens the other day called the Wrestling Universe, which is like a collectibles shop. Uh, they have like the most stuff in the world ever. Apparently, that's like Zach Ryder goes there all the time. But the owner was telling me he's like, yeah, Zach Ryder comes in. And he just starts signing all the figures on the wall of himself. He's like, I have to get him to stop because I can't sell them. Because as soon as he signs them, I have to raise the price. And I don't have any normal price Zack Ryder figures anymore. <laughs> like, not everybody wants a signed Zack Ryder figure. So, I mean, I bought an unsigned Zack Ryder figure when I was there. So, whatever. <laughs> if you ever get him, you know, let us know. Because we'd love to have him on to talk about his uh, turtle fandom. Yeah, I've got, whole, I've got a whole episode laid out of, of TMNT wrestling uh, crossover history. So, Well, Adam and I would definitely be guests on that if you wanted some right. input. Sounds good. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, if, you, if you want more, more uh, voices in the room to talk over each other. <laughs> hey, this, this might be our longest minute yet, guys. I'm going to yeah, point that this, out. Yeah, this is a long one. <laughs> So what we can we can wrap it up. That's the end of the minute. Does anyone have any final uh, observances, observations, or observatories about this minute? <laughs> no, I have All a right. few observatories, but I think I'm going to save those. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Make sure you guys check Ryan out over at the Turtle Power Podcast. You can catch him all over social media, too. That's how I hang out with him. Uh, and all the listeners, uh, tweet at Zach Ryder and let him know that uh, we want to talk to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, catch us at TMNT Minute. Make sure you go to duelinggenre.com slash support or slash merch. You can either become a Patreon supporter or you can buy some cool t-shirts, including our latest shirt, the Funny Mikey's Combat Cold Cuts t-shirt, which I designed myself. Um... And that'll do it for today, Minute 67. We will see Ryan one last time for Minute 68 tomorrow. For us and for him, I bid you all adieu. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.
That actually sounds good on two times fast. 